0: All the goth DJs and Twitch witches are hanging out on Thursday for the bad VHS rips, unblinking eyes, and fire by night. Thetans and Satans comes from an interest in the cult of Scientology, moral panics, Satanism, and how they set the tone for the extremist social media panics of today. We really earn our weird left Twitch badge with this show, watching the world go red light in reverse every Thursday at 9pm Pacific, twitch.tv slash media find our full schedule at ecoplexmedia.com
1: at some point we are going to have to do a whole show about how good this show sounds
2: That I that
3: welcome to down ballot. We do the show live every Tuesday at 7:30 p.m. Pacific right here at twitch.tv/echoplexmedia. I uh, support this project. Go to echoplexmedia.com, click that support tab and you'll find many ways to support us. But you could also just text this to your friend or like write down right just write down ballot on like a piece of paper and just tear it off and then hand it out to people on the street corner like a, like a totally normal person would. Anything you can do Whatever you want to do is fine with us. Make sure you're following this on your podcatcher of choice if you aren't already. And if you happen to be listening on our website, your phone has a podcast app on it. Just type podcasts into the search bar on your phone and it'll tell you. There's a wonderful world of other podcasts that aren't ours that you might like better. I'm producer Dave. You can find me on Grinder and um, other shows such as The Intellectual Dollar Tree, How the Tech Are You, and The Plex, among others. <laughs>
1: And this is uh, the Councilman. You can find me, as always, here, 7.30 Pacific, every Tuesday night, like Producer Dave said. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter, at T-H-E underscore Councilman, for all the uh, the dirty tidbits of local derp that you want to want to see from uh, the show and more. Um, and, uh, yeah, you'll also find me occasionally on the 18th floor of City Hall, lobbying, or uh, sometimes working, and occasionally in the back row at City Hall, waiting for that uh, beautiful land use item to come up at City Council. Sometimes it takes a while, but, uh, you know, I got snacks.
3: You're never at city council You're never at the city council meeting, like th- just throwing shade in the back, like oh, what are
1: those guys? Waldorf and I forget his other name on the Muppets. That's usually. Uh, you're right. I've, I actually forget the other uh, gentleman's name too, but uh, other Muppet's name. But uh, yeah, no, that's usually what it is with me and, me and the peeps, uh, or, city, or the city staffers, or you know, what, whatever group I'm there with. Um, we're usually up at the up at the back, uh, talking smack as as usual, because um, we know what's going on and nobody else does, and we like it that way.
3: So we got a bunch of new listeners last week, actually, because we were covering the election. Um, so if Hi. you're just if you're just joining us, the the first part of what you heard last week is generally what we do here on Down ballot, cover some local issues. Also, um, what we determined uh, during the mid the midterm election last week is that actually everyone just lost.
1: Pretty much <laughs> America, San Jose, and just about everyone else. Yeah, every everyone lost, lost. I'm getting
3: word, and uh, my producer is telling me that it's Statler and Waldorf
1: statler there you go great call was that was that was that the chat was that the chat that, that came yeah to that the, was the chat that was the chat god bless you chat
3: if, you if, if you, you if you do check us out live by the way there is a chat going on and if you check us out live late at night or on some of the other nights we're uh talking to the chat and kind of hanging out with them a little bit more but um that wouldn't make much sense to people listening on spotify now would it they would be like Not really whos porta port-a-potty peeper <laughs>
1: it'll just you know cause them to want to tune in live right and to to you know listen to the podcast obviously you know you want to review the show in in your own time and at your own leisure um but listening live just has a different kind of verve to it um and you can really interact with us we're very we're very you know pleasant people we don't bite and we love interacting with y'all um especially if you're spicy um so yeah, please join us uh, anytime, right here uh, in the moment. It's it's a great experience. But also keep downloading the podcast and share it with your friends. Um, this is the show's growing as organically as possible. Uh, so <laughs> so please so please one person it's, at a time, it's, share it's, it along.
3: It's so organic. It's about to gentrify your neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: so organic. It's being sold at Whole Foods. Um, Uh So, so please share with your friends, in all seriousness, um, because all politics are local, even no matter where you live, uh, whether you're in Santa Clara County or not. So, um, but we tend to cover the South Bay and the Bay Area here. So uh, without further ado, do you want to get into the docket for this evening? Yeah, what do we got for leading off? Well, it's been a week since said election that you referenced earlier. um, And there are a few local races that are still too close to call. We're going to get into those a bit later in just a minute. But first, leading off. Uh, There apparently were some shenanigans uh, in the the vote here in Santa Clara County, uh, right here at home. And uh, we're going to find out more about it from NBC Bay Area.
4: We're going to begin with that ballot bag issue. The Postal Service and the Santa Clara County Register of Voters are investigating a potentially problematic discovery. Reports of a bag stuffed with valid, completed Santa Clara County ballots in a ravine in the Santa Cruz Mountains. In a story you'll see only on NBC Bay Area, our Robert Honda joins us from San Jose to tell us what's being done.
5: Well, two of the people whose ballots were recovered told us they mailed them off from this post office here on Payne Avenue in West San Jose. Now, we only... I know where that is. ...discovery to the Registrar of Voters and the Postal Service late this afternoon, so those investigations are just getting underway. But this is how it started. Lou and Janet Whitkin made sure they mailed off their ballots early it. the Saturday before Wait the election. It. But here is where it is. their ballots ended up in a torn bag reportedly discovered off Sugarloaf Road near Highway 17 in the Santa Cruz Mountains.
4: How? How did it get from
1: the, mail the, sign in the background to
4: Santa Cruz? Uh, just disappointing to me that uh, something could have Transpired.
1: I'm interested in the
6: facts. So, wanted to uh, see. Well, what was the situation? Uh, Was it something that uh, uh, that was dropped in transit? You know, what were the circumstances?
5: Julie Neiman would like to know as well. She tells us she was riding her motorcycle to work when she spotted the torn bag and noticed the ballots. She said she feels like someone was trying to make sure the bag of ballots wouldn't be found.
4: They were trying to make it look so people wouldn't find them. Is the way I. Saw it. They're dumped over the edge of the road down this deep uh, ravine that goes pretty far and is very steep.
5: The Santa Clara County Registrar of Voters was reluctant to speculate on exactly what happened or how those ballots reportedly ended up in the Santa Cruz Mountains, but closely examined the pictures NBC Bay Area provided.
4: Well, it appears in the pictures that there are ballots mixed in with non election material. So with seeing that, you would think this may have come from the postal stream somehow. Again,
5: both the post office and the registrar are now investigating this incident together. The registrar also wanted to remind voters you can track your ballot by going through its website to make sure your ballot ends up where it's supposed to. In San Jose, Robert Honda, NBC, Bay Area News. Okay, Like,
3: that's a, that's a crazy story, but... I don't know, like in other news, there's a post,
1: postal worker and a vehicle missing, like, right. Or just a bag that fell off the out of a truck or maybe someone stole. I mean, I've, it happens all the time. Postal bags get stolen and people rifle through mail all the time. And if they don't see anything valuable, they just chuck it. Right. So yeah, that,
3: that's, that's actually, that requires the fewest assumptions, right? Is that somebody, some postal worker w- had, had a bunch of, you know, mail and somebody went and tried to steal the stuff in the back of the, in the back of the. truck and unfortunately what they got was a you know a box of ballots and people's electricity bill and so that instead of just dropping it into another mailbox somewhere and hoping it ended up where it went they're like we're gonna drive all the way up into santa cruz mountains and dump this
1: yes so that we will not get in trouble um perfectly rational perfectly sane um and uh, oddly enough uh the good wife did a little digging so we caught this this uh story the other night first of all you notice the the complaining couple um supporters of Evil Beto. Evil Beto. Um, yeah, you know, we really need a a sound pull for that for the or pull for the soundboard for that. Evil Beto. Um so they're supporters of him. So a little bit sus there, but the most sus thing, the good wife looked up the uh the the woman who found the bag of ballots. Turns out she's like a election denier, maga, conspiracy theorist, oh. extraordinaire. Um so uh, very interesting that she's the one who found the bag of ballots, hmm. um, right? Hmm. <laughs> uh, hmm. So yeah, right. Self-fulfilling prophecies, anyone? Um, so just just a curiosity. Apparently now the feds are involved. Though there was a story that just posted today that the federal uh, federal investigators have been called in to investigate what transpired so we will find out more and we will bring you the follow-up on down ballot in the future as we always like to do we're one of the few local news programs that actually follows up on stories um but we have to sort of piece it together between different networks because they don't actually follow up on the stories that they bring you so that's
3: interesting i i didn't get i got like i was like she has a she was riding a motorcycle and she's doing this in front of a boat so i Mm -hmm. got like I got like big, like, I live near the water in Santa Cruz and I want to make sure everybody knows that vibes from the lady who found the ballots. But I didn't, you know, I didn't necessarily get any, um, any, like, any other kind of vibe. But she did say that the person wanted to make damn sure they weren't found. And so it seems like maybe she was trying to, like, even if she, like, legitimately just found them. Yeah. She was trying to feed into a, a certain
1: narrative in hopes of maybe getting on a certain Mr. Rubin or a certain Mr. Carlson show a more nefarious scheme well like I said the feds are involved so it's going to make national news potentially so we, we will certainly follow up and let you know um, but if we find out more about the the young lady we will also let you know that too and then of course we'll keep you posted on evil Beto in the in the very next story in fact
3: yeah, it looks like a couple of South Bay mayor races are too close to call, so we're going to get on into winners and losers and cover this story. Um, by the end of the night, it looked to me like uh, Matt Mahan was going to win, but maybe I was, uh, maybe I was premature and
7: tired well, and wanted to go to
1: bed. Let's find out. <laughs> Entirely possible.
7: Well, nearly a week since Election Day, votes are still being counted now across the Bay Area. We just got updated numbers. As of 5 p.m. tonight, take a look. The mayoral race in San Jose, it's close. Matt Mahan still holds a slim lead over Supervisor Cindy Chavez. Just under 2% is Mahan's lead. In Santa Clara now, incumbent Mayor Lisa Gilmore leading over City Councilman Anthony Becker. Becker is the one who's being endorsed heavily by the 49ers. And Santa Clara County Sheriff, former Palo Alto Police Chief Bob Johnson, with a slim lead over retired sheriff's captain, kevin jensen so a lot oh, like unfolding when
3: is i looked at now the ballot i was like are these the same
1: person <laughs> <laughs> they may as well be right um they're both cops uh or at least uh, their names are almost the same the names are almost the same both white dudes i mean it's really not that big of a, a difference when it comes down yeah to i don't it, care but, about
3: i don't care about that race let's see what their political yeah. analyst has to say
1: Let's do Local
7: it. Analyst Larry Gersten. Uh, Larry, nice to see you. Let's start with that race in San Jose. Uh, I guess the simple question, when will... You
3: know how we know he's smart is he's got a globe behind him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and many lanyards.
8: lanyards. Raj, we, we may not know until the last day. I mean, you're talking about a close race. Uh, there's still about 20% of the ballots out there. It looks more and more like Matt May, and may win because... The count has been rather consistent. There's only one time.
1: Author of 13 the books.
8: The, the, uh, uh, his lead shrunk. Other than that, he's gained a little bit every time, a little bit, a little bit. And you begin to think that, well, maybe he's going to continue to gain a little bit. So at the moment, he's the favorite. But you never know where that last batch of ballots may come from. And so Cindy uh, Chavez has to keep her hopes up, too.
7: So I presume both candidates aren't going to offer any concession until the final vote is certified or at least announced by
8: by the county. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's too, it's too close. Now, maybe, maybe at the, next, the next drop, if there's five or six thousand votes at that time left and one candidate's up, sure. But right now, uh-uh. This is uh, the closest race I can remember in quite some time.
7: Uh, well, speaking of close races, let's get to the city of Santa Clara now. What if the incumbent, Mayor Lisa Gilmore, loses here? Uh, there's some real issues about the optics of this. Do the 49ers essentially run City Hall? Would be a lot of people asking.
8: Well, some people wonder if it's becoming a company town. Quite frankly, you know, the 49ers gave $3 million last year. It's just-
3: this guy doesn't know do shit about the South Bay. If Santa Clara is a company town, it is not the company town of the fucking
1: 49ers. Well, obviously not, since their candidates, you know, are losing, or at least their candidate for mayor is losing, and they spent millions of dollars trying to get him elected
3: right so, but even um, if even if they get him elected that that's still not that's not the company that there there's other companies there's there's companies that employ so many more fucking people in santa Santa clara yes. than the 49ers. There plenty are but
1: there are plenty but there are none that dominate the politics more than the 40 ers do um uh, Wait, but, no that's matter not,
3: who. but like a company town doesn't mean influences politics
1: it means everyone who lives here works at this place yes they, so, the, yeah they can it, I, I guess in well in the modern sense of things maybe not I don't know but I, yes. Uh, traditionally, yes, when you're talking about like a mining town or a, a factory town, right? Like a place where you know the, they, they build the widgets, right? Um, uh, and then the widget factory shuts down and the whole town goes away, right, or dies.
3: There's some um, company you've never heard of that made makes business software that employs more people in the city of Santa Clara than the 49ers do. Like, I'm
1: just telling there, you. There are, there are a few, there are a few. It's a small um,
8: city, relatively, 120,000 people, uh, four and a half million this year uh over a million and a half of that going right to the mayor's race and elisa gilmore holding on by just a few hundred votes uh you wonder if the 49ers are going to tear money's worth on the other hand you kind of wonder if the 49ers ought to be in politics to the extent that they are i'll tell you one thing this is going to be an issue that doesn't go away uh, especially if all those dollars changes the complexion of city government Santa Clara. There'll be people kind of scratching their heads over this, and uh, it's, it's worthwhile uh, for discussion.
7: Yeah, the, the politicians, those names change, but the 49ers aren't going away. That's certainly the truth. The sheriff's race now, Santa Clara County, another close one. Whoever takes over this job takes over a department with a lot of drama. We're talking about the sudden departure of Sheriff Lori Smith, essentially, who left in disgrace.
8: Right. Here you have two different candidates for, for the same job. I mean, Kevin Jensen uh, grew up with uh, Santa Clara uh, Valley, uh, Santa, excuse me, Santa Clara County Sheriff's Department, captain. He knows how it works from the inside. On the other side, you've got Bob Johnson, a, a former police chief of a couple of cities who knows how to run a department. You can make an argument for either one. There's a north south dimension here too. Johnson from the north, uh, Jensen from the south. You know, it's another nail biter. We seem to be full of them this time around.
7: Yeah, Johnson, the uh, former police chief there in Palo Alto. Really quick, 30 seconds or less. Uh, What happens next? Nationally speaking here with one of our local members of Congress, uh, Speaker Pelosi. Does she give up? Uh, Does does
8: she she transfer here the the power? She's she's at a turning point, especially if the Democrats become uh, the minority party. Uh, It may be a time for her to to exit uh, gracefully. Uh, Her husband, of course, ill from uh, that attack. And uh, perhaps for the Democrats to change the page and uh, have a younger generation. So watch carefully. We'll know a lot in the next two months.
7: Aside from the Paul Pelosi attack, was this kind of in the works uh, anyway?
8: She made a deal, Raj, very good. She made a deal four years ago to to step down after four years. Those years are up. And with the Democrats becoming a minority as well, well, it it, it augurs that kind of uh, way out for her. Yeah, It's,
7: It's a natural progression. Thank you, Larry, for your insight and your time tonight
1: i would have been more insightful than larry larry gerson is a fucking hack but that's that's okay <laughs> he'll never hear me say that because he doesn't even know how to podcast um he definitely doesn't know how to download a podcast and he's wrong by the way like uh, this is not the closest race he can remember in a long time in fact the mayor's race in 2014 the last contested mayor's race was a lot closer than this it was only two thousand votes i think separating sam Licardo from dave cortesi um, and this time around, Matt Mahan's up by, I think, now over 4,000 votes. So he's more than likely going to uh, pull this one out. And, and not necessarily by the skin of his teeth. Um, these races tend to be pretty close when it comes to open seats for uh, small, honestly, well, small city, but for city uh, government elections, local elections, right? Um, they tend to be pretty close because no one really knows anyone um, and no one really understands what they're running for or what they're asking you to vote for them for. Uh, so it, they tend to be kind of crap shoots and it's a lot of personalities and good field games and uh, getting out there and knocking doors and meeting the community. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens, but I don't think that any of these races are going to flip um, when the votes counted.
3: So what I think there were, I think like, I think Cindy Chavez could have probably won this. I think she's not going to, but I when we watched the candidates forum, what I noticed is she didn't really do much to try to differentiate herself Correct. from uh, Matt Mahan. She didn't lean in at all to the fact that he's uh, a tech bro and that she's like been working with people in the city. Like she didn't she like made one kind of snide remark about it, sort of. But that was just like it was just seemed kind of like like snide. It wasn't like it wasn't saying, hey, you know. I have a record of of city governance for you to and county governance for you to criticize. You sold a couple. You sold a company to Mark Zuckerberg. She goes, "That's not my business. I don't know enough about that." She's like, "You know, but no, none of that." She wasn't like you sold a company to Pinterest and Facebook, and those seem to be your qualifications. I don't know what you're doing here.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah, and and she leaned into her experience in, in a different way too, in terms of just uh, basically just. Uh, relying on just saying i have experience i've been around i know people right i've been endorsed by the entire city council except for this guy who's running against me right um it you know at the end of the day she leaned into the very things that he was using to attack her right um she's been she's a sacred cow she's been around you know forever right she's been around for decades and she she's corrupt she knows everybody right and uh, and, uh, and she's just a, a typical politician right and i'm new and i'm fresh and i'm not a politician and i have common sense and i'm going to come and clean things up right you don't want someone who's been around forever and she leaned into that you know her her whole you know uh shtick and her whole motto was about leadership and experience and experience matters and this guy's new you know doesn't even go here right um i think you're right she could have gone a step further and leaned into, into it that way and said look yeah I absolutely have experience. Experience does matter, and and here's why. Here's what this. Here's the experience this guy has that he's touting, right? Um, but as she she really kind of leaned more into um, everything he was saying about her, um, and 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 didn't like you said, did not differentiate herself enough um, when it came to public safety. When it came to housing issues, they were somewhat you no, know, not in lockstep, but they weren't saying anything that was substantially substantially different. So it became a battle of personalities and unfortunately you know cindy has been around long enough that you know she's got negatives just like anyone else um who's been around a long time and there's obviously you know a sexism factor a misogyny factor built into every race um in america so uh, all these things conspired to make it uh mayhem's day to win apparently i mean the other thing is andrew yang could have just left her alone that might have helped too like i <laughs> uh, yeah i don't know how much that helped or hindered but we'll we'll find out we'll find out if there's a yang gang bump one way or the other uh, when the exit polling is is oh wait no there's no exit polling i forgot we'll never know um someone really needs to do some exit polling though i'm actually uh, i actually this is a little little out there but we'll will be quick i actually
3: wonder like when they talk about exit polling i've voted i think i skipped twice but I've voted and I've been to like polling places where a lot of people were, where not a lot of people were in Fremont and Berkeley in San Jose in Campbell. And I've never seen anyone doing exit polling. And I'm no, like I mean, curious, any, like where, where are they, who's doing the exit polling and where are they doing it? Like, like where, like what's going on with that?
1: It's cost prohibitive. So pol- polling in general is cost prohibitive just because uh, for, for local races, usually typically because it's, it's just so expensive. Even if you're doing a, uh, if you want to do a proper scientific poll and get you know five hundred responses, you're still spending something in the neighborhood of like ten thousand uh, dollars to do the poll, right? Whether it's t- text based or you know internet based or it's phone based, um, it takes time, it takes energy, it takes it takes a, a lot of effort, um, and you're usually hiring someone to do it for you. So. Uh, when it comes to a local race where like for, say a city council race, where you're only really raising or spending maybe a hundred K if you're lucky um, $10,000 is a shit ton of money. That's 10, 10% of your budget. Right. Um, and you've got to make that, you got to make that a uh, uh, stretch. So more than likely you're not doing any polling. And if you are, you, do, you maybe can afford one poll and that's it. You're not going to do tracking polls and you're certainly not going to do exit polling where you have people like stand. you're paying people to stand outside of a polling place and, and talk. Now, it would be interesting to see if some uh, campaigns wanted to organize some serious volunteer exit polling, because I would really love to know more. Maybe it's a nonprofit that does it, but I would really love to know more about the people who've come to who vote and then, you know, vote top ticket up ballot. Right. But don't vote down ballot. I want to know more about why I wanted. I, I just don't think there's enough evidence to tell me if it's if it's, you know, apathy if it's lack of knowledge about the race or the candidates or the jobs that they're voting for um or all of the above right um i just don't know and i'd really like to know that i think that would be really valuable information for us local politicos to have because then we could figure out a way to maybe engage people a little better and get them more involved in in the voting process and and have more than 60 percent of registered voters deciding who the next mayor of San Jose is, right? So 60% of registered voters is probably around 30% of the population, maybe 25% of the population um, in that neighborhood. So uh, there you go. Are we? Is it really representative of San Jose? No, um, but that's elections. That's politics.
3: So we're gonna move on now. Um, apparently, uh, they, the cops, who don't have enough cops, managed to detain 500 vehicles or like impound or whatever 500 vehicles and arrest a bunch of people in a sideshow but i don't know how i thought they didn't have any cops
1: we'll find out more
8: now we go from that spectator sport to a totally illegal gathering with its own spectators in fact one of the biggest sideshow busts we have seen in a while. We're talking about more than 700 tickets written, nearly 20 cars impounded. It happened oh. overnight in San Jose.
4: That's where NBC Bay Area's Marianne Favreau joins us with how the illegal 500 car event impacted neighbors. Police issued more than 700 citations last night after a sideshow here at Branham and Monterey Road. And traffic was so backed up that some people told us they couldn't even get back home and had to spend the night somewhere else. Burning rubber, spinning sparks flying as hundreds watched and shot videos of this sideshow on monterey road last night police were coordinating a response blocking in hundreds of cars this drone video shows just how many cars were stopped God,
3: that would suck being on that
0: bus
4: because of the backup
0: i live around here and they didn't let me go in so i had to go to a hotel and sleep because they were they wouldn't let me pass over there because it was blocked it was blocked over there and it was blocked over there
4: police issued 720 citations to drivers or spectators and impounded 19 vehicles they also recovered a handgun neighbors say they often see sideshows in this area and they worry someone will get hurt tonight you can see tire marks left on the street Hip Don says he's glad police cracked down on the drivers involved. You have to learn you listen. Police say several people abandoned their vehicles at the scene, including two cars that were reported stolen. Police also say they contacted the parents or guardians of 82 juveniles who were out here at the sideshow. In San
1: Jose,
4: Miriam NBC Bay Area News.
1: They called mom.
3: Yeah, I don't... <clears throat> I don't know. I guess they do have enough cops.
1: Well, I th- uh, they must have had pretty much the entire patrol shift uh, out there. They had hundreds of cops, that, as they said, blockading the the roads. Uh, that's a lot of uh, black and whites. Uh, that's and that is pretty much. I think I I don't know the exact numbers, but that is got to be close to a whole. You know, watch. Uh, full of full of cops. Well, they, city-wide watch I, I i don't know who the hell was watching the rest of the city when that was going on well it's there it was they may have they may have gotten
3: help from state state patrol sheriff's Maybe. department yeah um yeah they may have gotten they may have gotten assistance from other other organizations
1: yeah uh i i guess so i, I don't know they they were the ones that were complaining last time about like the lack of a uh, whatever shared force or or uh uh, community force uh you know engagement um when they had the two like the two different murders or two different shootings in one night right so anyway who knows but uh yeah good on them cracking down i do love it uh i love i'd love to see it um love to see those those folks trapped and having to take the citation that's great i yeah. wish we could do more than a citation uh, cuz this stuff is ridiculously stupid and and dangerous it's dangerous to them though so you know whatever just don't endanger anyone else Um, but it's still, it's stupid and ridiculous and a waste of time. Um, but so uh, unfortunately that's what we do.
3: There used to be a couple of racetracks in the Bay area Mm. and, uh, you know, maybe we should think about that again. Um, putting out a couple of racetracks.
1: Wouldn't it be great if we figured out ways to, you know, legalize sanction and, you know, regulate things that people want to do and are going to do anyway. Right. Um, like the weed.
3: Yeah, I just, I just remember when I was a kid, I didn't hear it from my place, but sometimes I'd spend the night at a friend's house, and it was further south in Fremont than where we lived, and we could hear the racetrack like late at night. It was kind of cool, and and I just feel like, I don't know, we should have a race. Let's have a racetrack.
1: Well, I mean, if if we can get a good business plan together, um, oh, not you and me. I mean, somebody else. I just want to go to it. Oh, yeah, I can drive. The county Fairgrounds is crying out for that. They are going to try and keep that uh, space open for public, uh, whatever recreational use. So maybe a racetrack is something that could could go. On. I think they already have one out there anyway, like for for something else, other kind of like off road vehicles or I forget exactly what, but they're a mo- or motocross. But they have a track of some sort out there already. So okay. maybe that's a possibility. Um, unless Matt Mayhem wants to turn it into a you know concentration camp for homeless people. Oh my god. It seems seems to be his. It seems to be his plan.
3: Yeah, I don't. I mean, yeah, I don't think that. I don't think Matt Mahan's going to be big on the racetrack. Oh no, we could tell him that only race Teslas out there, and then he'd be like, "Yeah, bro, did you know that like Elon Musk made an electric car, bro?" Totally, bro. The Boring Project is coming to San Jose. I met him once, bro. He he like he like he didn't let me shine his shoes, but I met him. Can we have a hyperloop? I really want a hyperloop. They turn one. They turned. Uh, they turned one of those into a parking lot.
1: There's actually a, so so on side note, before we go to the next uh, story, there's a, uh, an RFP, which is a request for proposal out from the city of San Jose right now for uh, for city of San Jose or VTA, I forget who um, VTA uh, for uh, options for shuttling people from downtown San Jose or from BART basically when BART comes to San Jose to the airport. So what does this look like? What is this thing that, uh, gets people from BART to the airport, much like in Oakland, uh, they have that little monorail type thing going on, right? The little shuttle uh, from the BART to the airport. Uh, what 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 does that look like in San Jose or in Santa Clara? I have an uh, idea to get people there. A bus that could be an option. It could be it could be a, an express bus uh, with with uh, dedicated lanes. That is one thing, one option. Or just so, a bus. You,
3: it's not like First Street it. is. It's not like First Street
1: is, like, full of traffic all the time. Just,
3: what about a bus? Wait, no, there's already a bus that goes there, actually. There are. There are buses. So, the, the shuttle is already there. People just need to uh, pay the fare and get on it. It stops in a few places, sure, but, like, it, they, Silicon they Valley would, keeps trying to reinvent the bus, man. I'm telling you.
1: They wouldn't need to pay the fare more likely. They're, they're probably going to do a universal... Or a clip, put it on the Clipper card system. Who knows? Uh, but, yeah, I, I tend to agree. Uh, it, they just want to make it easy for them white folk, Dave, to get from place to place. They don't want them to have to get on the bus. It's so just maudlin. They the, they, they want them to they, they want to get on a shuttle. They want to get on a monorail. They did don't you know want that to get on the bus. Did you know that in real cities, people take the bus all the time? Yes. Yeah. I've I've done it myself when I've gone to real cities when I've tra- <laughs> tra- traveled to real cities. Americans get the fuck out of America sometime. I I've, I've only done it a couple times and I swear to god it was well worth my my five or six or seven days. Um get the fuck out and and see how things are in other countries. Yes. I've taken the I, I try to take public transit wherever I go. So the, the subway, the bus, um, whatever happens to be the most convenient thing. Some cities have such amazing metro uh, systems, rail and bus. Uh, Paris is a fine example. You can get anywhere in Paris it, on the bus or the rail, and there's always a stop within two or three minutes of wherever you're standing. It's it's fantastic. So there's, you don't uh, we, have to go to Paris for that.
3: You could go to someplace like I don't know, San Francisco. San
1: Francisco, yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> and it's, it's <laughs> or, not probably uh, not as good as the Paris system, but I mean, as, even long as, you're Los not, Angeles. as long as you're not getting too far out into the avenues in San Francisco and the tourists aren't going there anyway. So like-
1: Even LA, even Los Angeles has better uh, transit than San Jose and the South Bay does. It's more integrated. It's more, you know, it gets you where you need to go. Um, it, it's, it's unreal. We don't have a better transit system here in the fucking capital of Silicon Valley. Fuck. <laughs>
3: So it looks like looks like what we got next is uh there's a little bit of trouble with the uh, Berkeley uh, police chief. Um, there, was some, there were some leaked text messages. I'm I've I've not heard anything about this story, so let's just let uh let NBC Bay Area um, tell us their version of the story. Well, there
7: was a cloud hanging over the confirmation of Berkeley's interim police chief. Leaked text messages are alleging a police officer made disparaging remarks about the unhoused and people of color. Now a battle is brewing over what the chief may have known about it. Here's NBC Bay Area's Cheryl Hurd. We're just not at a point where
9: I think anyone could have public confidence in appointing a chief without knowing the full facts of, of of these allegations.
10: Nathan Mizell is the vice chair of Berkeley's Police Accountability Board. He is concerned about tomorrow's confirmation vote to make interim police chief Jennifer Lewis the permanent top cop. He says allegations that a member of the Police Officers Association made negative comments about the unhoused and people of color are giving him pause. You have one remark about how uh, homeless folks, um, you know, could be
9: you know, wiped out by some sort of strain of something and that the BPD bike force
10: would simply, you know, quote, ride by the bodies. A former Berkeley police officer who was terminated for unknown reasons in August, 2021, is leaking text messages to Berkeley city officials. We got a hold of the screenshots when they were made public by the advocacy group, Secure Justice. Mizell says they contain language unfit for a police officer.
9: I can't speculate to whether she knew, if she didn't know. I don't know if the city manager knew or didn't know.
10: Mizell says he's also seen comments secondhand that were racially offensive. The city of Berkeley released a statement tonight calling the allegations very disturbing, saying, we take them very seriously, we will be hiring an external investigator to verify and investigate any and all documentation and allegations arising from the complaint. Interim Police Chief Jennifer Lewis is also weighing in, saying she is making it clear that if the allegations are true, none of the alleged incidents occurred underneath my supervision. A police chief confirmation vote is set for Tuesday evening. The Police Accountability Board plans to meet before that. In Berkeley, Cheryl Heard, NBC Bay Area News. So if she wasn't the police chief at the time,
3: <clears throat> and it wasn't, she wasn't like, you know, like there's, like any other organization, inside police departments, there's like cliques, right? There's people that kind of yeah. hang out, they go get beer or whatever, they, you know, they totally they go violate people's rights together for fun. Like they, and maybe she wasn't part of like whatever good old boy network or whatever this, this happened. I don't. I mean, it's okay, I guess, to look into it, but if she wasn't in charge and there's really, and she, you know, she wasn't like CC'd on any of the texts so or there's no reason mm-hmm. to believe that she was recipient or participating in it. I mean, yeah. I mean, fuck the cops, but like, if you're going to have them, then th- this lady seems like she didn't, th- doesn't seem like it has anything to do with her, except for the fact that she worked at the police department. Maybe she should have issued a stronger statement than I wasn't the police chief when this happened. <laughs>
1: And producer Dave, as always, you speak my mind, so I don't have to. But yeah, that was exactly what I was going to say. Like her statement was the only thing that was really weak sauce and kind of loserish about this story um, in that, you know, oh, well, they, they weren't under my uh, supervision when these when these tweets were or these texts were sent. That was the statement, basically. And I'm like, well, it's that at that point, just don't say anything. Right. Like sure. I, 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 if I was their lawyer, I would advise her not to say anything until the investigation was done and she was appointed chief and then then she can issue a statement.
3: Or or if you're going to say something you go you you start with okay first of all I wasn't the police chief during this. She goes and the officers that I associate my, with my myself with don't behave this way and one of the right. things that I'm one of the things that I'm going to do as police chief is try to root this stuff out of our department when we find it so that we don't have these problems coming up where I, where the police chief is always in front of the media apologizing for some bad cop. Like that if you want to really get out in front of it you just say this wasn't; these aren't people I hang out with. I don't associate. I would not associate with. If I saw this text message, I would have reported it to my superior. Um, there is a chain of command here that you do that. You don't just go. Sorry, I wasn't the police chief. <laughs> I'm like, get the fuck out of here!
1: Absolutely, one hundred percent right. One hundred percent. That is exactly the statement you issue. You tie it back to the the underlying uh, problem that people are concerned about, right? And uh, it's not deflecting; it's just reframing. That's all it is. Because you more, more, you're more—you're right. More than likely, she didn't do anything wrong, and she's going to make a fantastic chief. So get a hold of the damn uh, narrative.
3: Oh, I wouldn't go that
1: far. Whatever you're saying, I don't know. You're speaking for yourself now. Grab the narrative by the balls and <laughs> and, twi- and twist it to your own but will. But yeah,
3: if. Maybe, you know, if you know who the, the, you know, maybe, maybe they know who the officer is and she's like, Hey, you know, that officer worked on a different, you know, there's, you should sure. be like, This isn't my friend. These aren't people sure. I hung out with. Well, I know who like, these I, people I, are and I don't hang out with them.
1: You, you can just, you don't even have to go that way. Just, I think you were like, These are not, these, these are not the type of uh, cops I, Associate myself with, and frankly, this is the kind of behavior that I will, like you said, right into it. I will root this out. That that's my. I feel that's my job as right. the chief is to root out this kind of behavior. And I'm looking forward to to working with our department and all the great cops we have to root this kind of crap out.
3: Right. If you and and if you really want to, if you really want a public relations, that you go. I feel like I will be given a mandate by the city if appointed to root right. this kind of behavior out. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like,
1: right. Like you, I'm, I'm looking forward to ha- I'm looking forward to having the support of the city council and the and the right. rest of the city and, and residents to to get this job done and to, so we can do this all together right um, like, and it, it may not it might not even be lying she might be like those are shitty cops right right right
3: <laughs> um, that'd be a better but, statement if she just came out she's like those are shitty
1: cops put, <laughs> put that in newspaper <laughs> dem, dem just shitty cop. Uh, Although I do push, back, I tend to push back on the rotten apple argument. I really right. don't like that argument, but, but in this case, um, anyway, uh, another, uh, another fine, fine officer, hopefully not, not sullied by, uh, <laughs> by what's gone down here. Uh, I do want to uh, point out one thing, uh, is again, the good wife and I were watching this story live on the news. Um, she, she, she asked the question, why does Berkeley have a city council when they have so many goddamn accountability boards (laughs) that they really (laughs) need to do they really need a city council? It's like the rental housing advisory committee and board thing, you know, I know why it's because the the city council, it's
3: easier for them to just fucking be like, Oh, we're going to, we're going to convene an an accountability board. Like,
1: right. Like, right, we'll, why we'll that, you, let that accountability board figure it out and you guys just you guys figure it out and we'll do whatever you want to do and then we'll just get reelected.
3: i mean if you were going to phone it in wouldn't i mean wouldn't yeah. you appoint an oh. accountability board to fucking monitor the phones like
1: i'd call it a task force of course come on yeah get it with the appropriate the appropriate government speak bureauc- bureaucratic name for something that's not going to do anything
3: all right so we're going to move on to get your shit together and it's been a while, but one of the main characters of this particular uh, local news enterprise has been <clears throat> the Leaning Tower of. Is that the financial Millennium.
1: district, or is that Millennium? The, the Leaning Tower uh, it's, of Sales. It's, it's it's like the new financial district. It's the Salesforce uh, Transbay Terminal District. Basically, it's it's a it's a planned development of high rises. So it's the le-
3: We'll just call it the Leaning Tower of Frisco. Because when I know how much people in the Bay Area love it when you call it Frisco, uh, <laughs> pains me. Pains anyway, me. this is from the was lo- from the local news. Here comes more news about the fucking tower that they need to tear down.
7: Yet another change of plans for the troubled Millennium Tower. Homeowners Surprise. of the luxury high rise in San Francisco have suffered through years of changes and failed attempts to stop the leaning and sinking. Investigative reporter Jackson Vanderbecken has the exclusive update.
9: Here at the Millennium Tower, there's a flurry of work going on. You can see it behind me. It's designed to stop the building from sinking. Crews are digging along Mission Street. Critical prep work needed to extend the tower's foundation to piles that were sunk down to bedrock. But they're also digging around the corner on Fremont Street, in an area that's been on hold for several months. That's because back in June, during installation of an underground wall on the Fremont Street side, engineers detected the high rise was leaning nearly three more inches since the start of the year. So they proposed a new strategy stop digging there and prop up the tower at the northwest corner away from the lean before crews returned to that wall on the Fremont Street side. Well, we've learned that the elaborate plan to prop up the building at the corner has been scrapped. And as you can see by that rig, crews are now back digging along Fremont Street. <laughs> Monitoring documents sent to the city reflect a strategy shift. One that fixed designer Ron Hamburger told us came after- oh, Ron Hamburger. Fremont Street last month without <laughs> noticeable impact presumption of shoring wall work on fremont street is intended to move the project towards an earlier conclusion according to the original schedule hamburger told us in a statement hamburger said there will be constant oversight and no work will be done without his say so while millennium officials say a review panel signed off on scrapping the prop-up plan city building officials say hamburger's team made the final call in a statement, a tower they're blaming hamburger. spokesman said, We resumed work on Fremont Street a month ago without any further tilting. They're gambling. Geotechnical engineer Bob Pike is a longtime critic of the fix. He says what they're doing now is essentially the same digging that led to the millennium leaning nearly oh, three more inches earlier this year. Pike says the soil they're removing is buttressing the tower's foundation against more tilting. Although tilting data is holding steady so far, Pike is skeptical that will continue, given the project's troubled track record.
5: They simply don't understand geotechnical
9: issues. (laughs) That's why they've one problem after another. The Tower Homeowners Association has alerted residents to the revised strategy and the goal to hasten completion, while warning them to expect a new round of jackhammering as crews continue to dig and extend the foundation out. To support piles that have already been sunk deep into the ground, Jackson Vanderbecken, NBC Bay Area News. Jackson has been
7: tracking this story
9: from day one, and he continues to break. Uh, I feel like the pe- the people
3: of that the people who live there need to be like, you know what, and then just bust out crowbars and just start disassembling <laughs> the fucking building themselves. <laughs> like, what are they going to do? They're like, uh, they're going to be like, uh, what we're are you done. doing? They're like, well, um, we're disassembling the building we live in, actually. Yeah.
1: They're like, we done. This is, this is over. We're not putting up with this. No more. Like the HOA will send no more emails. We are done.
3: Like not for nothing. Like people, they're like, oh, what are you going to do? Demolish it. I'm like, no, take it apart.
1: Mm -hmm. Like Mm
3: -hmm. there's just, there's like so many, so many marble countertops and shit in there that you could resell. There's like panes of glass. Yeah. You could you, like, you know, there's that old joke about pulling the copper wire out of a building, but there's probably fiber, like miles of fiber optic cables in there that could be resold. Like just just tear it apart, part that cool. building out. Like you would part out a classic car that you can't fix. Like
1: if, if these people haven't already ha- uh, planned out a class action lawsuit against the landlord, I mean, I I, I don't know what's going on in the, in the world today. So I'm sure that they're going to, the residents are going to get some sort of recompense. Sorry, I should be leaning into the mic i'm sure the residents are going to get some sort of recompense i'm sure they're planning some sort of lawsuit once but I, I don't know if there's some sort of trigger once every option possible option has been exhausted i don't know what their contracts say but there's got to be a way for them to uh, take these fuckers to court this is ridiculous they just need to buy like <clears throat> you buy like some tools
3: <laughs>
1: just start, i mean just start, that's just start that's this much like, that's
3: like you walk into some dude's apartment they're like you're like what's going on you're like oh um they don't know it but we're disassembling the Millennium Tower and we've started with my <laughs> apartment actually. D- Sorry about the mess. Do you want to buy some countertops? <laughs> Have you seen this refrigerator? Just- would you like to buy this refrigerator? Look at this floor. I think we can get this floor up without destroying it. Would you like th- Would you like to buy some pergo? <laughs> Look at the windows. We're pulling these oh. windows out in 3 days. Do you need some windows? They're big. This this is one of the nicer suites. <laughs>
1: um Although you know, much like the the Theranos trial and in uh, the candle there, I don't really sympathize so much with people who can afford one of these million dollar whatever condos, right? I'm just like, okay, sorry, you know, <laughs> really rough. I'm sure it's your your th- third home is really suffering here. Um, but uh, yeah, don't imagine that they're. I don't know. I don't they're know. What about they're really suffering? What about somebody whose dream was to like own a condo
3: in San Francisco, and they worked and worked and worked and worked and barely. They, barely made the mortgage right you know they're not they're not like they're not like alms for the poor on the on the but on this but you know not everyone there is like a cfo of some company or whatever you know so and there's people there who are renters who are just paying inflated rent on a a condo somebody else owns now they're playing paying inflated rent and there's always a fucking jackhammer outside it's like dude like i don't know Um, I, i feel like i feel like they should just they just need to tear it down and i I don't mean demolish it. I mean, like, start taking it apart and selling the parts to
1: someone who knows how to build a building. Yes. That would be good. That would be good. We can rebuild it. We have the technology.
3: Right. They're going to lose hell of money anyway. But I mean, the glass on that building alone has got to be worth several million dollars, maybe tens of millions of dollars.
1: Yeah, like I said, someone's getting sued at some point here. I don't know when it happens, but someone is getting sued, and I don't know if it's because they just haven't exhausted every single possible option. But anyway, yeah. uh, so uh, shall
3: we head down ballot? Yeah, let's move down ballot. Watch what's going on, and what's what's our first story here?
1: Well, ranked choice voting is a funny thing. Um, and it leads to some; it can lead to some fluky elections results. It can lead to some funky election results, and it can just lead to. Election results taking some time, so they're still figuring out the race up in Oakland for mayor. Um, so we'll check in and see how that's doing.
4: The mayoral race in the East Bay is up in the air, too. The latest numbers in Oakland are in tonight as the two top candidates battling to lead the city keep a low profile. Here's NBC Bears' show heard. <laughs>
10: At the close of business, these are the latest numbers released by the Alameda County Registrar of Voters Office tonight in the Oakland mayor's race. Lauren Taylor is slowly moving ahead with 53.31 percent and Shang Tao, 46.69 percent, a difference of just over 2,700 votes as they try to calculate the number in this ranked choice voting race for mayor. The county's registrar says he estimates that there are 120,000 more votes remaining in this county and they don't break that down by race, which makes it even more difficult to predict who will win. Because no one got a majority vote in this 10 person race, eight candidates were eliminated, which leaves the two front runners. Second choice votes, whose candidate was eliminated, will get an additional vote. That will continue until one person gets a majority. We reached out to both candidates. Shang Tao did not respond, but Lauren Taylor releasing this statement saying in part... I am honored by the confidence that thousands of Oaklanders have shown in me with their votes. But there are many ballots yet to count, and the outcome of this race remains unknown. The registrar says there will not be another ballot update until Monday evening. That may be how long Oakland residents will have to wait before they know who will be the next mayor. Cheryl Hurd, NBC Bay Area News.
3: So, yeah, rank choice is going to take longer, right? Because <clears throat> you tabulate once and then you have to tabulate again if nobody gets a majority. It's just it, by, its, by its very nature, it's going to take longer. But I, I think it's better than first past the post, just one choice voting for sure. And Oakland's a good place to do it. And honestly, like, I don't know, considering everything else that's been going on in the country with the elections and stuff, with this being relatively new and it looks like it's super close, fucking good on both candidates for basically shutting the fuck up and letting everybody count the ballots.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it's a, a fantastic example of just letting democracy uh, play out. Um, I do uh, wonder, in terms of you know the the vote count, just practically speaking, um, wouldn't it require in this kind of situation that they would have to count all the ballots one time around the first time? And I don't know that they've been able to do that, but maybe they have in just uh, in just Oakland, but who knows um but they'd have to count them all I, I would imagine before they could start eliminating like the lowest rung candidate right and then redistributing their second place votes um if you if they really wanted to get an accurate uh, uh you know count uh, they'd have to wait until all the ballots were counted and then run the whole process the whole process would only take it'd be a computer program it would take five seconds but i think feel like they'd have to run all the ballots first and get all that data and then like have a computer run the the ranked choice system and then spit out the winner
3: I don't think you have to count all the ballots to start eliminating people at some point it becomes mathematically impossible for somebody to be second place and so Perhaps they just that's probably... when, so
1: maybe that's when they that maybe that's the trigger there has to be some sort of rational trigger though because if I was a candidate I wouldn't want to be eliminated before you know unless I was mathematically impossible for me like you said to 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 be successful uh, or to stay in the race um, so more like I wouldn't concede until that point regardless if i was ever in that position i've never been that close in either of my races to worry about it so uh, i've gotten my ass kicked in both both times out so <laughs> i mean that's it, why it, you're it really on, that's why
3: you're on this podcast that's why I'm on and this not shitty doing podcast
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh true words have never been spoken so this um, this
3: also makes a case for like as far as I, as far as i'm concerned like this makes the case for uh, uh, computerized voting machines um, i know that hmm. people hate them but you could get a receipt, sure. you could get a receipt from a computerized voting machine, right? Um, yeah. but this, the, the computerized voting machines, you, you would be tabulated in minutes, yes. seconds even, because uh, this is a doing, yes. doing this kind of math is like, I think your cell phone could calculate this in 45 seconds if it had all the votes.
1: Yeah. There, there's a hybrid system proposed and some, some counties do use it, I think uh, around the country, but, uh, where it's a it's an electronic system so it's electronically tabulated but you get a paper receipt if you're a voter right so you have your ballot or your uh, uh, uh you know your your printout of your of your ballot um but with mail-in balloting and distributing ballots to people's homes um unless you're doing some sort of online ballot right like a, a, a google form uh you're really uh, there's you know it's 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 hard to get around people have to return these physical ballots right and and you gotta you gotta count them somehow i wish that there were faster ways of verifying like what actually takes the time is not so much the counting of the ballot itself it's the verifying of the ballot's authenticity through the signature um and and the the personal information on the ballot on the envelope at least and that's all done by hand, one at a time, like checking the signature against the signature that they have on file on, on a computer PDF. And the funny thing is, why why are they not letting a computer do that as well? Um, a human has to sit there and verify each one, whereas a computer algorithm could easily take the signature that's on the, the envelope, compare it to what's on file in the PDF, and spit out, yes, no, this is okay, um, or this is questionable. A human should review this one, right? Um, that would be much... More efficient, but there's a reluctance, like you said in general, to uh, to computer systems doing anything associated with our voting. I mean, um, even though you and I both know that a good open source system would actually be the bigger, the well, best cure. That's,
3: that's the problem is that <clears throat> if you tomorrow, right? Let's say that just the city of Oakland said to the community, like let's say they said to the open source community by 2032 we would like to have a system in which people could vote in person on a computer or vote online through some kind of verification service. You know, I know, I know a sex worker who was saying that when she goes to websites to do sex work, that her, Mm -hmm. her identity is verified. And she said, Hey, you know, if I can take a photo of myself with my ID and upload it to a website and it can verify my identity, without anybody without like a human intervention and it's 99 point something percent accurate. We can implement this with voting. And she's like, like very politically active. She was, um, she had a thread on Twitter, but then I hit her up to ask her some questions about it. And she said, you know, what if your ballot came with a unique QR code that you scan the QR code? And then within five minutes of scanning that QR code, you have to upload a photo of yourself with your ID. And then a picture of the front and the back of your ID. And then your webcam turns on. And it watches you vote.
1: And I was like, well, what about all the QR codes that get thrown out the door and, and lost in the ravine on the side of the highway. in the right, right. Cruz Mountains?
3: But, and, but it was just, she was like just spitballing, right? She was like, yeah, she was yeah, like, if, a great idea. she was like, if only fans can verify my identity in six hours and I can show my, my nether regions to people for money, we can figure this out
1: for voting. <laughs> I, I, I would, I like to, I like her. I tend to agree with that. Let's do it. And um, uh, let's make you know, it happen. who knows,
3: but a, a city like Oakland, San Francisco, or San Jose, putting out the challenge to open source software developers to put something together like this would, uh, would be a good look for the city. And, uh, it might fix some things because some, one of the problems I have with the, the, the computerized voting is that it's, it's all some contractor that has some code that they're like, Oh, some other contractor audited our code. And it's like, no, fuck you. Why the fuck can HK Perrin or Matt who works on these, on our shows, he was a software engineer knows a little bit about whatever, you know, knows a little bit about this or that other, that other programming language, why can't they look at your code?
1: Why not? I mean, I, I don't know I if too. they'd be the
3: right ones to do it, but we know people in our but circle so- who would be capable of doing an audit of the code or auditing parts yes. of the code. Yes. And so... Yes, yes.
1: And you just have you have watchdogs for that. That's that's you know you have people in house that that uh you know you don't just you don't just unleash a computerized voting system, right? You create the infrastructure just like you have infrastructure for verifying the paper system. You have human infrastructure to monitor and to create some accountability and transparency for the electronic system, right? But it's not the same people. It's not these people who are just sort of flattening ballots and putting them through a machine. It's people like HK. It's like Matt. It's like yourself. Uh, like on the, on the front end, it's,
3: on the front end. Sure. You're going to be using a lot of human capital, but then mm-hmm. after <clears throat> afterward, maybe you freeze the code. Mm. You go, Hey, this project is frozen. Uh, we'll, we'll accept bug reports, but that's it. And then we'll publish anything we've done as far as the bug reports so people can take a look at it. And the watchdog organizations aren't bogged down with do it, but I don't know who knows. There's gotta be some way. If my bank can verify who I am and I can send somebody fucking tens of thousands of dollars, out of my bank account, we
1: can figure out a way. To let me vote on so. the internet. Like, I would hope so. I would hope so. But th- that also opens up a can of worms, and we'll get to it on another damn ballot since we gotta move on here. But, uh, you know, it, how much, where does the voting line end though, right? So if we can vote online, if there's some sort of, uh, uh, you know, uh, virtual component uh, to, that allows us to vote, W- could we vote on major issues, right? That are before, like the city council, for example. Could they get either an advisory no, vote or a, for- a formal vote, right, on a- on major major issues? Uh, any like here, here, everyone, uh, it's Maybe Tuesday night.
3: I I don't see yeah. why city councils don't do it anyway.
1: Like well, they, because they that's should. not
3: that's not even a vote, right? I don't see why they, do, they
1: don't. They, they do surveys. They do community satisfaction surveys and citizens and residents surveys. So there is something in in that realm. So anyway, more to come. More to come. Shall we head over to SF and see what's yeah. going on with their their replacement for a, a nice beto yeah or c- no not even criminal justice nice. reform beto
3: yeah yeah I'll just call him Chessa
1: Chessa poor Chessa
3: we're on a first- name basis um Let me miss you Chesa. looks like uh, Brooke Jen Brooke Jenkins who I believe is the incumbent who was appointed by the uh, by the mayor after uh, Chessa Chesa was removed she's declaring victory in the district attorney's race <clears throat> now the 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 headline here from the the news is a little little fishy because it's like was the race called or is she just declaring victory we will find She's out in victory. just a moment
4: okay yeah. maybe too soon to declare victory but even so san francisco mayor london breed and district attorney brooke jenkins are doing just that they say the votes so far show the voters have given interim da jenkins the role of the city's
11: top cop here's nbc barry asid joe Quintana in san francisco San Francisco Mayor London Breed and District Attorney Brooke Jenkins toured a few shops in Chinatown to encourage people to visit during the holiday shopping season. But the silk robes and jewelry they browsed through weren't nearly as shiny as the smiles they have on this day after elections. In fact, San Francisco District Attorney Brooke Jenkins declared the race is over.
0: At this point, based on the numbers, we are uh, at the point now where we believe we can declare a victory in this race.
11: According to the latest tally from the San Francisco Department of Elections, Jenkins is ahead of her closest challenger, former police commissioner John Hamasaki, by nearly 19 points, but there are still 104,000 ballots left to be counted in San Francisco. In a statement, Hamasaki says he's not conceding, saying there are still over 100,000 voters whose votes haven't been counted. Declaring victory at this stage is disrespectful to the voters and our democratic system. Jenkins is still taking the victory lap and thanking voters who supported her at the ballot box.
0: They truly understand, I think, that we can have both. We can have somebody who implements the necessary reforms that we need to to make the system more fair, but also still ensures that there is accountability for those who choose to commit crimes in our city.
11: This walking tour of Chinatown is a chance for District Attorney Brooke Jenkins to savor the lead she has in her particular race. It's also a chance for Mayor London Breed to celebrate the performance of the people that she's appointed to open positions in city government. In addition to District Attorney Jenkins, five other Mayor London Breed appointees are ahead in their respective races, including Supervisor Matt Dorsey, three members of the San Francisco Unified School Board, and a community college board member.
0: I think what it says is that people in San Francisco, they want us to work together. They want leaders to focus on the problems of the city.
11: The last release of voting results from the San Francisco Department of Elections was late last night. The next batch of results will be released tomorrow, and the final results won't be certified for weeks. In San Francisco, Sergio Quintana, NBC, Bay Area News. So the guy's statement was
3: a little weird, saying it's disrespectful to voters. I'd just, I'd just be like, hey, I don't, you know we have ranked choice here. Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not ready to concede. Uh, we'll see what happens. You know, it looks things and then You just go, Hey, things aren't looking good, but let's see what happens. <laughs> like- <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't no need to go there at this point. Um, especially if you're behind, uh, but, uh, yeah, looks, it does appear, uh, all signs are pointing to per Dickens being elected, uh, to, uh, permanently replace, uh, Chesa. So, uh, looks like london breed is getting her wish and uh, is slowly uh, asserting her will over san francisco politics um so it, very interesting developments and we'll see what uh miss breed is, is looking at uh, as far as the future herself because she's obviously angling for something so um we'll see what's on her mind uh, as, as things as things transpire over the next few years but she's certainly uh, uh, racking up some victories as much as uh some folks, maybe in the pro- more progressive community, uh, are a little tenuous and and uh, not and a little sus of her, maybe. Uh, so we'll see. So how things, how a, a real quick,
3: there. real quick, we have another thing on the docket, but I want to uh, what we're going to do is skip for now the city council open forum, and I want to give that to the totally. patrons. Uh, reason being, I don't want to I don't want to rush through it, and our local love guest is actually running a little bit late, so this oh, okay. gives me an opportunity to not just run music for 45 minutes or whatever. So we're going to go ahead totally and get fine. to the city council meeting, uh, after we do and another thing and, uh, read out the show. Um, councilman, you're welcome to stick around. You're welcome to dip. You're welcome to stick around for a few minutes and then dip. Just, uh, don't show us your genitals. And I think we'll be fine.
1: I'll I'll try very hard to do that, but yeah, no. I, since I threw it on the docket, I want to. There's a couple choice comments from today. It's a few, just a few, uh, uh beautiful open forum comments um, from today's council meeting. I thought it was a late addition to the docket. So, so we're gonna get to uh, and an, yeah,
3: we're gonna get to end another thing. We usually have a human interest story, but it looks like this week uh, it's uh, another
1: car, another round of car versus building. Yes. Uh, it, it's, uh, is it Sunday yet? Demolition Derby time, right, here on Down Ballot. We, we do this every other week when there uh, happens to be a car that ran into something. So uh, today uh, it's a home that got run into for the second time in two years. So they're not really approaching that home on Jackson with the 28 uh, collisions. But, you know, they're getting there. Honorable mention.
4: ABC7 News reporter Ryan Curry spoke with family who is contemplating moving.
6: And this is the exact same path, both exact times, just just, just straight
12: up. Seth Orvis walks us through the damage to yet another crash into the lower level of his house. In July 2020, a drunk driver crashed into the downstairs office, leaving tons of debris and months of repairs. And now this week. Wife and kids
6: were having dinner up in the uh, kitchen up there and about 7 o'clock. They heard what sounded like
12: a bomb downstairs. Another crash. He says this one involved an Uber Eats driver who didn't possibly see the street well enough and crashed into the same room as the first driver. Uh. Thankfully in both incidents, no one was hurt.
6: She couldn't believe that another car could have possibly come inside the house again and she came down here and there was a Ford
12: Mustang in our um, office. Now the family is demanding safety measures get put in place on his street. His home in the Arinda Hills are full of narrow, windy roads with little streetlights and traffic signs. And right in front of his house is a three-way intersection with just one stop sign that leads right into his driveway. They don't. <laughs> uh, the speed limit
6: is supposed to be 20, 25. I know there's signs right down the street that make them slow down to 15 but there's nothing here.
12: We reached out to the city of Arinda. We are waiting a reply. Orvis says if he doesn't see anything change on his street soon, he and his family will consider moving.
6: There's got to be something that's, that's done here. I mean, my wife doesn't want to live here. We want to move because
12: this is crazy. Orvis says it took seven months to repair the damage from the first crash. And then a year later, the second crash happened. He fears if no safety improvements are made on his street, a third crash will
6: happen. Do we put a huge boulder? Do we put a gigantic tree? I, we're talking about gates. But I don't know. I don't know if that's going to deter any cars from coming here. In Arinda,
12: Ryan Curry, ABC7 News.
3: I like I use the word deter. Like, no, 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 That's that would physically stop using physics, the car. The car would just crash into something else.
1: Yeah, no, the the other guy had uh, on Jackson Street down here in San Jose had bollards like installed and, and rocks and all these things and a moat. And he still had cars ramming into his house, apparently. So <laughs> I, and, don't I know mean that not, anything's going to stop it. Not for
3: nothing. They're,
1: they're, I don't really feel too
3: sorry for these people because what do you think? That house is like in the Orinda Hills and it was a fairly large house. Looked like that, a little circular driveway and stuff. They'll be all right.
1: They're doing just fine for themselves, for sure. But um, they had to expect, you know, I mean, people are nat- people are just nuts these days, man. We, we've got stop. We can see uh, from our home two or three stop signs uh, along the street here. And there's a couple of them. People just blow right through it. They don't even, after a certain hour, they don't care. Just not slowing down. They know it's there. It's not like they're missing the sign. They just blow right through it. Um, and it's going to take someone dying for, for things to change. Um, but the, that's a no known, known when you buy a house like that, you're spending that kind of money. If you're not looking around the neighborhood and thinking like, Hmm, well, it's kind of sus. I don't know if I like this so much that we're like at the end of the street and you know you can hardly see the stop sign. And at night, yada, yada, yada. I mean, that's just a no known, known. So sorry, it sucks. That it happened twice, but I'm not really crying for them.
3: So, and, and I mean, if they move, you know, they're going to get, they're going to get good money for their house. It's going to be fine. Yes. And Yes. I don't know. Somebody else can put a, like a, what was that? Ed 209 from RoboCop. Maybe Matt Mahan can help them uh, build an ed 209 to put in front <laughs> of their house.
1: You have 10 seconds to comply. Um. Yeah. What? Well, we, we, we shall see. But in this episode of vehicle versus building, I, it looked like vehicle one. Yeah. It yeah. Looked like the vehicles came out much, much less scathed than the house. The house was much more scathed.
3: Yeah. I, you know, that, that sucks. I, you know, they did have kids and I think if, if you have kids yes, and that happens dangerous. to your house a couple times in a, in a year, you're like, I'm out of here. I fucking totally I understand. Sketch. I just, yeah. I just don't think that they're going to have a hard time getting
1: another house. I think they'll be okay. <laughs> they might have to downsize from oh, five God. bedrooms to four. They, or they might
3: upsize and move
1: like out of the hills.
3: You know, they might get a bigger house in the flats.
1: There you go. There you go. They're into flats. Well, producer Dave, you want to read us out?
3: Yeah, yeah, thank you. I usually say that to other people. This has been Down Ballot. This is our uh, weekly look at the local news. If you checked out the podcast, thank you. You can also check out all of our shows live, twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Go to our website and get our schedule. It's on our homepage. More or less correct. Sometimes we do take a night off, but you'll figure that out when you get here. And if you find that we've taken a night off, you can just go watch, I don't know, somebody else or Netflix or go outside and do something cool. Uh, councilman, thank you for joining me once again, this week, we'll be back with a little bit of post game. We're going to take a look at the, uh, San Jose city council open forum this week. And, uh, later this evening, we do have a local love, uh, river from panhandlers union will be joining us. Panhandlers union does in fact make the theme song for our most popular podcast, the intellectual dollar Tree. So it'll be nice to have oh, him you in is. here and maybe we'll get a live rendition of it. This is locals by Ooh. audible smoke. I'm gonna change the color of the lights, grab myself a cocktail, and uh, we'll be back with just a little bit, or maybe a lot of post game. And if you're listening to the pod and you want that, patreoncom ecoplex. <laughs>
13: nice for the ladies at the bar and I'm driving in my car just to get to where they are. Here at the local scene is where I plant my feet it's where I smoke my cigarette and I hold my drink. I look at all my friends they're all blazing greens. Here at the front of the stage waiting for MTV where all those guys who's standing next to me with the is in his hand, ready to place so for me. About five minutes later we're all singing we're get the fuck up on stage and like the scene. Yeah we do what we want and what we want is to jam, so sit back and enjoy the band We do what we want, well, what we wanna do And what we want is to jam, so sit back and enjoy the band Enjoy that band Turn and head back to the bar for a refill, man, because you know where we are. We're headed out to the car to smoke another one and another one. Now just when the magic starts kicking in, now you we left and you know it's time to head in. All right, everybody, now it's time to grab a new drink. Pocket if you got it, and then pass it to me. We do what we want. And what we want is to jam So sit back and enjoy the bang. We do what we want What we want to do and what we want is to jam So sit back and enjoy the pain Enjoy that up on the pain the the show tonight get down and dirty in five I'm so we're headed outside just fuck up another joint now who's got my lighter? a E, of course shouldn't you be inside I'm all up in this bitch being who I gotta be I'm fucked up like the US economy the truth is, is that I don't Please don't let E take you on a psychedelic Odyssey. Now inside motherfuckers is rocking me. And outside shit, we smoke a lot of rocket. Rockin' the rolling, you the sexy groomy jockin' me. Too drunk to fuck, but don't probably do a sloppin'. We do what we want, what we wanna do. And what we want is to jam, so sit back and enjoy the band, dance band, dance band, dance band. We do what we want. What we want is to jam, so sit back and enjoy the man. Bob Molly said, Do he like jamming? And he hoped he liked jamming too. Well, I gotta say, Thank you, Bob, we do. Yes, I gotta say, Thank you, Bob, we do. Bob Molly said, Do he like jamming? And he hoped he liked jamming too. Well, I gotta say, Thank you, Bob, we do. Yes, I gotta say, Thank you, Bob, we do. So sit back and enjoy the band. Enjoy that band. We do what we want. What we want to do. What we want is the jam. So sit back and enjoy the band. Enjoy that band. We do what we want. And what we want is the jam. So sit back and enjoy the band.
0: Been shadow banned by the liberal media? Free market got you down? Do you get ratioed on every Twitter post because of your shit takes on literally everything? Then Producer Dave and HK are probably watching your three-hour dissertation on how a tomato cannot possibly be a fruit because gender and critical race theory can be cured with Ivermectin. The intellectual dollar tree, every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific, please leave it a one-star review on iTunes. Check out the rest of our schedule at ecoplexmedia.com.